Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Is this, you know, what kind of impact did he have on the season? The fact that he was on in relief, he came on as a starting role, and he's kind of picked that up and, and ran with it. He's been really good this season. Uh, I know he struggled early on, <clears throat> but uh, I think his first one out of the bullpen was in San Diego. He found no mistaken right. A Sunday game. Then he came in in Arizona, and then after that he took off. Just the strike throwing, you know, was different. When he went to the bullpen, he was more aggressive, more efficient. More quick outs and the stuff kind of like got better. He made some adjustments mechanically, but I think it's, it was more the mindset that helped him out. He, you know, when I told him he was going to the bullpen, he didn't like it, but the next day he came in, he's like, I'm ready. And uh, I'm going to the bullpen today, and uh, you know, whatever you need, we'll do. And, uh, you know, obviously. We start doing the, the opener thing with him. He worked out. Then in, in Seattle, we let him start, and he helped us that Monday, kind of like reset in the bullpen and helped us out, and then he took off. And uh, we're very proud of him. You start looking at everything with him, not only the, the real numbers, but under the hood numbers, and he's become one of the best pitchers in the big leagues the last two and a half months. Uh, and, 
um, looking forward for him, same thing, go out there, perform, and um, he actually, he's begging to come out of the bullpen on Sunday, we're not going to do that, but uh, it, it's been fun, he, he's grown so much, matured so much, uh, you know, he understands the whole team concept, he really likes it here, that's something that he's been loud and clear about it, he, he loves it here, he loves the atmosphere, obviously not the results the last two years, but uh, he's a guy that, um, you know, talking to Haim towards the end there, you know, like, he's one of those that you start, it's intriguing, right, what he can do and where we add in the game, you know, this hybrid kind of thing. Uh, it's interesting, to be honest with you. Do you look at him still as a hybrid going into next year, or do you look at him more just like he's earned the chance to start again, or how do you look at, how do you look at it? <laughs> well, like I said before, you know, uh, I think the only thing I, I said about next year, if if, it's Chris, if Chris is healthy, that, that'll be my, my goal for him to start next year uh, in Seattle, opening day, but besides that, I'll, you know, we'll talk about it. But the fact that he can do it, you never know. Uh, he might be kind of like Alex was talking about a six-man rotation. Uh, we can go different ways, but we've been telling our guys, you know, be ready to be a starter until somebody tells you the, the opposite. He gives you innings. He stays healthy. His stuff is getting better. So I don't, I don't see why not he he can be a starter next year. But I mean. The, the hybrid thing is interesting, right? Like, I mean, you, you've done it in short bursts, but you've never done it for this. It's hard to do it. And uh, I mean, we were able to do it because of Monday and Thursday. Yeah. They were really good for us. Uh, you know, the ERA was zero throughout the season, <laughs> but uh, we were able to reset a lot. Yeah. And, and the fact that he's a physical kid, very strong, he bounces back uh, well. Uh, you know, I think there was only one spot there that when we look back, we had to do it. It was the, the Houston thing and then the LA that, that same week. Uh, he did his best. It didn't work out once. It was Friday, I think it was, against the Dodgers. But overall, physically, I have no doubts that he can, he can do whatever he wants, you know, as far as like innings. But from my end, I think structure and kind of like help him out to go through his routine and work against delivery which also might, probably was beneficial for him because he took the thought process out of it and I just got to compete. But there's stuff that start have to do, you know, as far as like the four days in between. And I, I, I do believe he can start. Um, Verdugo's been struggling down the stretch. What, what do you see in his, uh, his at-bats? Um, the swing and miss is something that he usually doesn't do. He's been swinging and missing a lot. Uh, he's not walking. Just that three three walk day the other day. Uh, he's hitting the, the ball in the on the ground. Uh, I think it's more mechanically than anything else. He had some good games when you know he got hot at, at that point, hitting the ball in the air. But uh, lately, it's been a lot of ground balls and not going the other way. So it's one of those that. You know, you know what's going on. He works at it, but you know, it takes time sometimes to get out of it. And you know, he'll play tomorrow. He'll play Sunday, but uh, not the not the end of the season that he was looking for or we were looking for. I mean, you we know how highly you, you like how much talent you often talk about how much talent you see in him. 
Are you surprised that the direction of his numbers have gone the way they have over these years? Yeah, I, I look at it the other day. I don't get caught up too much on those, but I always look at his walks, and the walks always tells me where we at. And I was very surprised that he was only three in the last 70 at bats. You know, uh, he's a lot better in that in that regard. You know, he his uh, his plate discipline is a good one. He's able to foul pitches off and, and work the count, but uh, it hasn't happened the last one. What, what? By the way, you mentioned this a couple times: swing decisions versus plate discipline. Can you explain the distinction? Well, all depends. Those? All depends. You know how you how you grade it, right? Like, I mean. Sometimes a bad swing decision is taking a fastball right in the middle, you know. But if it's a long inning and we need to, the game will dictate what you do. So as far as like grades and how people see it, you know, that's a negative, but that's not a negative. Uh, we've been talking certain guys to hunt pitches in certain area of the, of the plate, you know, in or out, and uh, then you try to cover both. And yeah, you might get a, a, a positive on a swing that it was on the outer third in the heart of the plate, right, kind of. But, you know, as far as plate discipline, was that your best swing? Or that, that was that, you know, what we, we really wanted to do? And that's something we're going to hammer with these guys. Uh, you look around the league and, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams out there that they, you know, yeah, grind at bats and all that, but they, they take pitches, you know, especially now with us, with two strikes. There's a lot of chase with two strikes. We cannot be afraid to take a pitch in the edge of the zone and take a walk. We, I mean, <clears throat> if they call it a strike, they call it a strike in certain situations. So that's what I mean with that. You know, like sometimes you got to be careful with all this lingo, swing decisions, plate discipline. Like, yeah, I think plate discipline dictates what you do as far as swing decisions. Mm -hmm. What do you think are the most important stats? W's. Hit for hitting. Hitting runs. Yeah. Good. Carlos Beltran told me once that his whole goal throughout his career was to score 100 runs. If you score 100 runs, you know, over, let's say you play 140, 150 games, you did everything right. You got on, you hit for, you slug, you took your walks, you ran the bases well, so you score 100, you're in a good place. How do you feel about X-Woba? I, 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 yeah, that's, well, that's what the expected doing. numbers, man, sometimes. It's tough. I was going to say, remember Correa. I mean, the expected numbers for them was what? Like 81 wins? I got 100. Yeah. I remember Correa in the postseason, I think he was on TV, and he rattled off. Like, this is what GM for and I think Wobo was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but was, I don't know. He if, was trying to make a lot of money. Yeah, like, did a good job. <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it all depends. Not everybody knows the numbers, uh, but I think, you know, if you, if, if you look around the league and the guys that have scored 100, they. They've been really good, you know, really good. So that's what I, I mean, I talked to them about it. Like, if your goal is to score 100 and you do, you had a great, great offensive play, uh, offensive game. Uh, some, several of your players have said over the last couple months, if we had a couple other, couple new starting pitchers, everything would have been okay. Do you think that's too simple to say that there's more than just, you know, two pitchers going to fix everything? and you needed to catch the baseball and you needed to hit with main scoring position. So I don't think that's fair to say uh, from my end. You know, obviously everybody's going to have their opinion. I, I said it the other day in the EI, you know, like we all love to be GMs, you know, but uh, it's not as easy as that, you know, and uh, obviously we put ourselves in a bad spot early in the season. Uh, we didn't play good baseball uh, at one point in, in August and that's the reason we are where we are.
I, mean, I know you've got to wait to see what happens with the leadership and everything, but I would imagine there's things that you want to, you know, change the way you guys do things or, or adjust the way you guys do things to fix the things that you're just talking about. And some things that I have to fix too, some things I have to be better at. So we do this every year, you know, we go over our program and what you need to do to, to improve. And uh, obviously the last two years, we haven't improved that much in certain areas. And, uh, you know, you just look in the mirror and study whatever you have and uh, be ready for next year. Are the exit conversations with guys any more different because, you know, you don't have somebody who's like in that top job? Not really, no, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, Eddie's in it, Ben is in it, BOH is in it. So it's the usual. Yeah. You guys talked about Rafaela and just how much of a difference maker he can be in center field. If you have to continue on with uh, with Yoshida and left, like how much do you think having Rafaela in center would help Yoshida with just obviously his range? And <laughs> Good try, but uh, <laughs> I think Yoshida has been a lot better the last month and a half. Uh, he was uh, like negative eight, I think it was, and you know now I think the last month, month and a half, uh, I think he's a, a neutral and he's getting better jumps, better routes. He's getting, he's improving. Uh, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Sedan uh, you know, needs repetitions too. For how much we like him in center field, the offensive part of it, we still have to work. You know, the, the chase percentage with two strikes early in the count, and all that stuff going the other way. That's part of, you know, kind of like the final product, the final things that we have to do for him to become an everyday player. But, uh, Obviously, you know, whoever plays center, it's going to help him. You know, we're going to have an athletic guy most likely in center, so you know, he, they, they should they should help him out. When you look back on it with, with Yoshida, do you think everybody underestimated how much the WBC would take out of players? Um. Well, in his case, I mean, Turner kind of like turned on at the end, right? I mean, I don't think the WBC took a toll on him, you know, it's just first time here, 162, the traveling. Uh, we've been talking to him on a weekly basis. He actually feels like trying to make adjustments was harder than he thought it would be. And that's the reason, you know, he hasn't been able to maintain what he did in early in August and in the summer, right? But uh, there was a lot of traveling with him from the get-go, a press conference, go back home, Person, uh, not person, Lucy, uh, Fort Myers, go back home, the tournament, and then this season. But uh, I don't think the tournament had to do much with what happened to him. I think it was more a combination of him making adjustments and obviously the league doing the same thing. I mean, they had that, you know, you talk about the travel. I mean, you think just the idea of, okay, you know, come to Fort Myers and get ready for the season will make things a lot easier for him? Um, probably, but I'm not going to go against their wish to play in the tournament, right? right. No, I, no, I'm saying next year. Oh, next That's year? Uh, yeah. no, I mean, we already have a plan, and he'll show up early like this year, but there's a lot of stuff that he's going to do um, throughout. Kiyoshi's going over there. He's showing he's going to Boston first, do a few things, then go to Fort Myers. So we're in a good spot with that. Yeah, he'll benefit from that. Right. MLB came out with, I think, uh, saying it's 23 minutes on the average faster games than last year? No, that was the last month and a half. We're back. Playoff baseball, I mean, like, yeah. games that matter will change. You know, yeah. guys are understanding how to use the clock, step off, slow it down, the pitch come, malfunction, malfunction 
yeah, they got that one down. So, and every pitch matter, you know. So it's gonna get longer. That does, but I, I think we're in a great place, honestly. Uh, you know, we noticed it early in the season, and uh, you know, from from my end, when when I can get home and hang out with the family a little bit before they go to bed, you know, or or just you know watch a West Coast game, you know, and then. And that you, you can tell, and uh, I think the fan, the fans, they, they, they like it. You guys like it, so we're in a good place. Well, that's what was, was it what you thought it would be? I mean, we were all trying to guess, right? Yeah, but better than a better, and no issues. I thought there was going to be more stuff going on, and after the first month, it was over. That tells you about these people, these guys. You know, they're elite at what they do. Um, I noticed it in the game against the Yankees when the pitch come didn't work, and we played without it. Nobody cared, you know, like, okay, here goes the signs. Everybody was on time, no issues, and it was a quick game. Oh, uh, have you done your homework assignment on the MVP voting? No, you had not yet. Uh, <laughs> you got two you days. Got two more days. Yeah. You got two days. Okay. okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.